It's time for the Jay Foreman Post Game Show. Here's Coy Detmer dropping straight back in the pocket. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! Look to the left, and he kind of telegraphed it all the way. When the ball was tipped, Foreman's in the right spot. Sponsored by Tanner's Bar and Grill, Vinny Creekat, Elway Power Sports of Lincoln, and Action Plumbing, Heating, AC, and Electrical. Here's Fawendi dropping back. Fires a pass, and it's intercepted by the Huskers at the 25, Jay Foreman. And Foreman takes it down to the 19-yard line of Oklahoma. Another big play by the Black Shirts. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Well, it wasn't pretty, but Nebraska is now 4-3 and three here in the 2023 season. They get the victory 17-9 over the Northwestern Wildcats at Memorial Stadium. Excuse me, Nick Sainert. No Jay Foreman today. DP's joining me. We'll get to DP here in a moment. In a game where Nebraska was outgained in total yards 257 to 248, they had 85 passing yards where Heiner Carberg threw 8 of 17 for a touchdown and two INTs. Nebraska ran for, as a team, 163 yards. Definitely the side of the game for Nebraska was their defense, holding Northwestern to 81 yards rushing um, in today's ball game. Got six or seven, potentially eight sacks. Eight. Got one towards the end of the game there. Uh, before we get rolling, Starter Heyman text line, Honda Lincoln Hotline are both open to you guys. 402-464-5685. Love to hear your thoughts on this one. Uh, we'll get to as many texts and calls as possible throughout it. We'll hear from some of the coaches, some of the players throughout the, the, the course of this post-game show. And as always, thank you to our sponsors, Tanner's Bar and Grill, Vinnie Kreekak of State Farm Insurance, Elway Power Sports of Lincoln, and Action Plumbing, Heating, AC, and Electrical. All right, DP, it wasn't pretty, but Nebraska is 4-3. and three. Um, I'm going to work from this place tonight mm-hmm. that – uh, the rules of, of coaching and engagement players celebrate the win for 24 hours and then you get back to work to evaluate and see what exactly uh, it was that happened. So we're going to celebrate tonight. Um, I'm not going to get into the into the bare bones of, of this didn't happen, this didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, what we wanted, what we asked for, and quite frankly, to be 100% honest, if we said – Three months ago, that Nebraska's four and three, they beat. They're on a two-game win streak, and Purdue is up next. Would you be happy? Yeah. And so, work from that. I'm I'm perfectly able and capable to celebrate the win. It's what we asked for. Um, it's what we begged for. Mm-hmm. And again, to be clear, that Nebraska is four and three, and the 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 cosmetic side of it. You can take care of from week to week, mm-hmm. but the real, real is that this football team has figured out a way to beat teams that it should beat, could beat, and sit at four three with an opportunity with another home game next week. Well, and you talk about what what they've done recently, right? And if including the Michigan game, Nebraska is a program now that's won four of their last five. They've put together two two game winning streaks, which is a rarity in the past, right? And now they have an opportunity to make it three. Three for the first time since Mike Riley's staff to win three games in a row. I believe 2016 is the is the year, but it was for sure Mike Riley's staff. I can't remember if they did that in 2017. But nonetheless, we once again 
we talked about it in the pregame show, DP. This staff has requested that we don't put the issues and the problems and the mistakes of previous staffs on them. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it. Now, their job as the current staff is to go out and prove to Nebraska's fans, prove to the media members, prove to everybody that's watching that they're different. Mm-hmm. And so far, these last three weeks, with the bye week included, they went into a bye week winning a game, and they came out of a bye week and won a game. No matter who the opponent is, not people can't take Illinois lightly as of right now because they were able to beat a quality Big Ten East team in Maryland last week, and now they're winning at home against Wisconsin. And so, once again, the staff has proven that over the course of a short amount of time, that they've been able to change some things and hopefully get this ship right going in the right direction. Well, I mean, going in the right direction, you can go ahead. We can go ahead and fully kind of co-sign mm-hmm. that it's going in the right direction because you've won. You, you're, you're breaking some tendencies. Um, you're breaking some trends, and then you set yourself up for a better situation. Now, four and three is what we wanted. Yeah. So at this morning we wanted four and three. All of the last two weeks we yeah. wanted four and three. Uh, before the season started, if you said four and three, it puts you in a position to have some different conversations about. Oh my goodness, we we you're in you're in an advantageous place to play a game when some other teams aren't playing. Yeah, by simply doing the one thing that you need to do each week, which was get a win this week and beat Northwestern. Whatever way, however possible, to get through and get it done. So celebrate today. Like, first of all, kudos to the fan base, to to, uh-huh. to the sea of red, like you showed up. Um, a lot of folks were in transit at halftime. Mm-hmm. That's just quality game. There's a lot going on. A lot of people yeah. are a half meal in it because they've, there's another big event in say, town. There's, there's an exciting there's, evening there's, ahead there's, of us now. There's another big event in town, so I, I fully understand it. But what I want to get, what I wanted to say was in the pregame, we we asked for several things. Mm-hmm. We asked for better offensive line play. We asked for somebody, a big play from Malachi. We yep. got it. We asked for the young bucks on defense to step up. We got it. We asked for them to hold for it. And we asked for the fan base to show up and be loud and be proud. And they did. So here's 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 where we are. Four and three is where this program is, this team is. Um, wow, he's giving Rico credit for calling the Malachi. Uh, hey, hey, Mal- Did Rico you not must, Rico to- must have uh, done the or said that Malachi Coleman was going to get a touchdown. You we, also said it, though. We, I and mean, thankfully, I can vouch for you because we were we, we were on the segment we together. We literally were on the segment yep. together, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I got texts from all over the country. <laughs> there you go. From people who heard the pregame show and said, DP, you nailed that one. I listen. I'm proud for Nebraska. Yeah, I'm proud for Lincoln Public Schools to have a young man who 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 does the work, put up with a lot of social media grief mm-hmm. and heat, and through a, a very interesting last few months of his recruitment, to where it seemed to be it was Nebraska, and then it was all right. We need to just check, double check that this new staff is is the right one for me. And through everything, through all the other visits that he took, he comes back, he returns, he, he chooses Nebraska in the end, and here in the sixth game of, or yes, excuse me, seventh game of his freshman season, he gets one catch, 44 yards, and a score. 
Yeah, I want to. Uh, and here's the other thing: I'm not going to finger point at Heinrich Harburg or mm-hmm. Jeff Sims in this thing. Because listen, I was in the building today yeah. and and heard ninety thousand, eighty six thousand react and respond to the first couple of drives. Mm-hmm. So miss me with the finger pointing. Don't do that. Don't do that today. So today you get to celebrate, and everybody on the team. From Harburg to Purdy to Jack Walsh, everybody gets to celebrate today. It's 24 hours to celebrate, right? And then you get into the space that's there. Like I, yeah. I, I don't look. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be. There, show me in the in the win and loss column where it says pretty. You're right. It doesn't exist. That that's that somebody else's optic. What you chose to do was find a way to win the game, which is ultimately what you play for and, and why this thing matters. And then you set yourself up. So, again, a reminder, and I will repeat this ad nauseum over the yeah. course of the next 90 minutes uh, to, to two hours. Nebraska football is four and three. Mm-hmm. And it's been, a, it's been a while. Yeah. And you, we don't even have to look forward yet. That if you recognize that, one, you found another weapon in Emmett Johnson, Right. You, you you lost Billy Kemp and you still managed to find a way to produce offensive points even in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Next man up is legitimately a thing that's preached and now you can shout it from the rooftops. The offensive line play was good enough to beat Northwestern in a slugfest. Look, this was a game in a closet. This wasn't a wide open game. The bigs on both sides of the ball for Nebraska. It's literally what we asked for. Do your thing, big boy. Yeah. Do your thing. And this was big boy football. And again, you can't ask for it to be pretty if you want the big boys to, to, just to get mm-hmm. into Slobberknocker City. Well, that's what it was. It's 17-9 Big Ten football. That's what it was. Uh, and, it, and it was through injuries, right? Nebraska, yeah. Nebraska. Ethan Piper, is it gets banged up. Ben Scott exited the game. Justin Evans-Jenkins came in and... And replaced it probably if you would have asked to sur- if you surveyed a hundred Husker fans who is the most in in their opinion invaluable offensive lineman they're saying the center right because we haven't had issues with the snap Nebraska hasn't you haven't necessarily talked a whole lot about Ben Scott and so Ben Scott is, is this guy then he he gets banged up towards the end of the game Justin Evans Jenkins comes in and you don't really notice that much of a difference between Ben Scott and Justin Evans Jenkins it's not like somebody went through. Uh, his gaps and got to Heinrich Harburg on, and it was solely Justin Evans Jenkins' fault. One thing you mentioned, DP Emmett Johnson, right? There's one, there's one carry in there for 24 yards, but even including that, what if we would have told you that before this game, Nebraska's leading rusher for the team was a running back, and nonetheless, that running back was Emmett Johnson. Emmett Johnson gets the start. He has 12 carries, 73 yards. Heinrich Harburg is one yard behind him. But nonetheless, it's not a Heinrich Harburg 21 carries, 150-yard type of performance. Nebraska found a way where they didn't need it to be. Well, I mean, this is in this space, in Big Ten football, Mm -hmm. the vacuum that is. If you can't just flatten your back, stick your chest out, extend your chin, and go toe to toe with somebody, it doesn't. It doesn't work. Yeah, you have to be able to move folks around. 
And I said in the pregame that some of the matchups that we saw on film were things that I actually liked. There were things that I actually liked was that there were matchups yeah. where you felt like the middle of the Husker offensive line would have some wins. And and they did, even with Piper taking taking a blow and Ben Scott, you you still managed to just, you know what? I'm going to will ourselves yeah. to beating you. Look, the numbers weren't exceptional, but they didn't have to be. 163 yards. That's 10 short of what they were averaging, uh, what Northwestern was averaging given away. Mm -hmm. Northwestern played well and said, listen, we're going to take away some of this run stuff. But you did enough to get it done. Uh, look, it wasn't pretty throwing the ball. <laughs> no. But I'm okay with making the concession if you're going to be physical and just say, you know what, in a slugfest, yeah. in an ugly slugfest, can I beat you? Well, that's the rule. Like, I don't <laughs> – there, there are many games that you go through and you say, listen, I don't need for it to be cute because mm -hmm. cute gets in trouble, right? Play Cute, at, cute has gotten Nebraska in trouble. Started the game in trouble. Yeah. Like, we're not going to we, – we, we were expecting – Ground and pound early, and then you get the two interceptions. Yep. Well, put that in your back pocket for a while, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> put it in your back pocket a while. Allow the defense to get it going. We will reassess. We'll reevaluate, and then we'll make some adjustments. And those adjustments came into play. Yeah, I mean another another bright spot. How about the the forty seven yard field goal by Tristan Alvano into the wind, and it was. I mean, it had plenty of leg on it. I <laughs> we watched Alvaro before the game, and yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't moving well. Mm -hmm. He had good length, but we weren't sure that he was accurate. The ball was moving around, and that was kind of how it played out. But on to, in today's game, again, do what is required for you to win. It's a big field goal, yeah. right? Because we all would have would have would have sweated a little bit more if the score was fourteen nine yeah. on the final drive. Like a whole other conversation. I said I really didn't want to get into the conversation. You hear that? Too. Yeah, it's really loud. Okay, um, that that the fear would be the thing that we plan doesn't work, mm -hmm. and then we get into a slugfest. Well, listen, the heroes of the day wear, wore black shirts. Yeah, and I I love that you added Emmett can can stick with his chest out. Uh, Malachi can have his chest out. Um, a lot of the young guys got additional work, but this was a defensive day again. Absolutely. This is a defensive day again that you held another team under 100 yards rushing, another Big Ten team under 100 yards rushing, and that wasn't always guaranteed when it came to Northwestern. So bravo to that, 176 passing yards, but there were no fatal flaws. Even the ball that that, that got over their heads, it got tracked down and they didn't get mm -hmm. they didn't get a touchdown off of it. So listen, celebrate today. All of you, everything that you wanted to happen, uh, the things of importance, yeah, happened. They happened. Harburg is a week better, week stronger. Is he good mm -hmm. enough? Well, we'll look at film on Monday and come up with what we saw. But to have two runners plus seventy yards, mm -hmm. and neither of them, Anthony Grant. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> Neither of them Gabe Irvin, none of them Ramir Johnson, all of that. Yeah. Yeah, all of that in play. So, listen, 
you did what you need to do. You're four and three. Mm-hmm. If again, if we said in July, hey, after Northwestern, Nebraska is going to be four and three. Everybody would have mm-hmm. thrown confetti. Fair enough. Yeah. Well done. Certainly. <laughs> I mean, and, and here's here's the deal: is you can't go back. You can't go back to the Minnesota Colorado game, and you certainly can't, and maybe don't want to go back to the Michigan game. Um, looking forward now, right? Looking looking forward before we get to break. I, I certainly want to talk defense uh, when we come back because they deserve to be discussed after a performance like today. They did a lot of really, really good things defensively um, for what is, I mean, the seventh game of the season, right? Uh, DP mentioned it. They hold a Northwestern to 81 yards rushing. Their season average coming into this game, they allowed 75 yards per game. So right on the average. And, and now this is consistency, Right. This isn't just flukes where it's all right. They're playing bad rushing offenses. This is now consistency and 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 putting together really high quality performances, especially in in rush defense. Um, and, and Nebraska, they they ultimately, as DP's talked about, got the job done today, seventeen to nine. Once again, you guys can interact with the show four zero two four six four five six eight five. The Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman Text Line, both of those are open for you guys the entire way here. Um, we have plenty of post-game coverage coming up. You can also in- interact on the Sarder Heyman Jewelers live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951. If you find yourself in the vicinity hanging out, come on over, 1040 O Street, watch the volleyball game, because guess what, DP? That's just part one. That was just part one of what could be an incredible day for Nebraska athletics as a whole, because we got a big volleyball game coming up in just about an hour. Hey, football, do your job. They did do your job. They well, did do and, your job. And now, yeah, now, now it's now it's volleyball's turn to uh, take take center stage, if you will, um, on, in prime time. It's going to be an exciting evening. Don't go anywhere. DP and myself, we're going to dissect the defense when we return. Some young guys really stepped up, and then you had some really good performances from some of the normal names as well. So we'll dive into all that. It's the Jay Foreman post game show. Jay Foreman's out. Nick Sainert here. DP there. A uh, huge shout out to Tanner's Bar and Grill, State Farm, and Vinny Kreekak. Elway Power Sports of Lincoln and Action Plumbing, Heating, AC, and Electrical. Uh, we'll take your calls and texts throughout the rest of the way right here on 93.7 The Ticket. Jay Foreman Postgame Show. Sponsored by Tanner's Bar and Grill, Vinny Kreekak, Elway Power Sports of Lincoln, and Action Plumbing, Heating, AC, and Electrical. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the post-game show. Nebraska wins 17-9 over the Northwestern Wildcats as they will now turn their attention to the Purdue Boilermakers next Saturday as uh, Ryan Walters and Texas transfer quarterback Hudson Card come to town. I believe that's a 2.30 kickoff once again. So it is indeed. Similar, similar time frame once again for uh, the pregame shows and the post-game shows here on 93.7. The ticket, man, it's it's a fun time watching all the uh, the people out here walking up and down O Street. Some of them a little more cognizant than others. Other ones, not so much, uh, but it's it's always a blast just people watching right we now. We know who tailgated hard. <laughs> yeah, starting yesterday. Hard. Um, yeah. And those that uh, did it responsibly and held their thing on. So you're yeah. getting tons of waves on the, waves on the fan cam. 
which we we appreciate and greatly uh, respect. Let's uh, once again four zero two four six four five six eight five. The Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman Text Line, both open to you guys. DP and I will be here till about seven thirty or so, and then we'll hand it over to Austin Norman and Jake Bachoven to take you through the rest of the evening. I'm sure there will be some volley, plenty of volleyball updates. Uh, I know there will be in our 7 to 7.30 portion, and I'm sure, and I would expect there to be uh, similar types of uh, content coming your way while Bach and Austin take over and uh, continue breaking down Nebraska's 17-9 win over Northwestern. Let's dive into some of the things that Coach Rule, the head coach of Nebraska, had to say, and we'll start here uh, talking about all three phases working together. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the game where we start with the ball on offense on like the plus 35. You know, we seem to have so many that are down in our own one in the first couple of drives, and they're always kind of playing with the field tilted. That's how we want to play, though. Bushini's been a rock star for us, pinning the ball down. You know, I, I don't pay attention to punters' averages. I don't pay attention, you know, especially when you're punting in this wind here. <laughs> you know, it was a windy day, but to make that play, our gunner stepped up um, to get the sack to get the punt return, and then to hit the play right after that. To me, that's how we want to play. And uh, I think the biggest thing, Sam, was our guys were comfortable in that stressful environment. You know, we're not playing great on offense. The ball, and when I say great, like, you know, the ball's on the ground when it doesn't have to be. Like, I, you know, just great. Heinrich's a little bit out of sorts, just, you know, a little bit jittery, trying to do a little too much. Um, and you know what? You hit a play like that, and that just kind of puts you over the edge. So it, it's special teams, offense, defense working together. I mean, here's the thing. The offense wasn't playing great. Um I, I agree with him to the extent of special teams plays can truly turn the momentum of a game, right? We saw it for the Minnesota game for, for quite a while when Ramir Johnson um, took the, the opening second half kickoff back to the Minnesota 35-yard line. It led to an ugly touchdown for Nebraska, but it led to Nebraska touchdown. And don't forget, through about 85% of that second half, Nebraska had the momentum and was winning up until the the final drive for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. We saw it tonight and we've seen or today and we've seen it through previous games DP to where Nebraska gets uh, inside their own five because of some poor special teams decisions and it's quarterback sneak and it's quarterback sneak and then it's two yards of of running game with your your running back and it's fourth down and six and you got to punt it away from your own end zone. Yeah, I, I listen. They didn't play well. And there's still some issues, some things that you need to improve on, things to work on, things to kind of circle. Yeah. Um, film study will be interesting. But to get some idea that they are exactly who Matt Rule said they are. Like, I'm going to give him credit for saying we're a defensive team. And the moment we realized we were a defensive team in our play calling, mm-hmm. and he pointed to the play calling. <laughs> That the moment we figure that out, the better we're going to be. Yeah. And today we saw why. To come out throwing the ball, not exactly what I would have expected. Um, especially the routes that were thrown. So, kudos to Matt Rule for reigning in the offense, boundering Harburg, and then putting the right people in the game. And whoever was making personnel decisions, bravo. Uh, let's let's keep hearing from Matt Rule here. Initial takeaways uh, from the offense and the defense. I know on defense we're going to talk a lot about the stats, um, but you know however many sacks, you know tackles for loss. I was proud of the guys running them down when plays got behind us, getting the ball down, playing another play, and holding it to a field goal. 
Right, those of you who I think I talked the other day, you know, th these guys were 70% touchdowns in the red zone. And these guys were one of the best third down teams. And so I knew we were going to have to win third down. I thought the defense did that. Offensively, it was obviously a really, really uh, uh, out of sync night. Uh, a lot of things that, should, that, that happened shouldn't have happened. Um, and so we're just going to have to, you know, the, the key is with a young quarterback, you play through those things. You coach through those things. That first play, you know, it's, it opens up just like we thought. Thomas is open for a touchdown. The ball's a little bit behind. We keep playing. Next ball's a little bit high. We keep playing. Uh, some balls on the ground. So there's a lot that we have to continue to do. Um, how about this? Nebraska, or excuse me, Northwestern. They started their first three drives on the Nebraska side of the 50. So you want to talk about not necessarily tackles for loss, not necessarily specific you know, sack numbers and tackle numbers. Nebraska's defense um, forcing two punts to start the game when they started on be you know backed up on their own side of the 50. And then in their third drive of the game, Northwestern's this is on offense, Northwestern started at, their, at the Nebraska 13-yard line, and they get a field goal out of it. Yeah. Uh, from the text line, it says, people are hating on the offense for making – overall progress, uh, thus outcome resulting in a win. Yay, we need to find a way uh, to lose these games. Even us as fans don't have that dreaded fourth quarter feeling. No, we had the feeling. We, uh, we were just, talking yeah, about today, it. Today well, was, yeah. We had the feeling that this was going to come down to a two-point two conversion. And, and, and listen, it's fair to celebrate the win and then admit this was because of the defense. It was. This win – look – 17 points against Northwestern isn't ideal. I guarantee you it wasn't the number that Marcus Satterfield put on the board for his offensive groups. Yeah, I 100% guarantee you that he said, hey, our target is to, is to score 17 points. No way was that the case. And, yes, even when you put the defense under bad circumstance with turnovers early and short fields for them offensively, they figured out a way to get a win. So it's it's you can say the offense needs to be better – and the defense played well and celebrate the win and be true and correct in all of them. Yeah, and, and once again, as we mentioned at the start of this this postgame show, um, this is now consistency from the defense. This is a consistent product that they're putting out there, a, a whole product, right, from young guys to some transfers to then even experienced guys. This is... The Cam Lenharts, the Elijah Judys, the Prince Will Uman Mielens, all the way to the Luke Reimers, the Nick Henriches, and the Isaac Giffords. To get through, Luke Reimer in, back. Through right? some injuries as well. Deshaun Singleton isn't out there, but Phelan Sanford's been able to step up. Like This is a whole group type of effort, and it's been a consistent product from week zero to now week seven. Yeah, it, it, this is, I mean, again, accepting the growth, accepting the success, accepting the production, mm -hmm. and still saying we can be honest and say offensively it wasn't as good as we would like for it to be. Yeah. And you don't even have to get into finger pointing. Like, there's no need for it. Yeah. There's there's no real desire or need for it. You can simply say 17 points was should not have been enough, and it was. Yeah. Thrilled. 100% thrilled that this team is 4-3 and three because that means that steps have been made. Tendencies – Previous tendencies have been broken. Things that have been considered the norm have been broken. Uh, you figured out a way to get wins in situations in the Big Ten Conference that in previous situations and circumstance wouldn't have happened. You want to talk about this defense. I mean, don't forget the way that Nebraska won the Illinois game either. Nebraska had 
what was it, two or three fumbles in the fourth quarter or towards the end of the third quarter and in the fourth quarter combined against Illinois. And Nebraska's defense got the, the fourth down stop on Illinois' first drive of the game. Like, this is where those things start to compile and they start to get even more confident as they get into November. And as Husker fans and as good teams know, you have to play your best brand of football in November. Well, I mean, I I, I, te- I tend to lean. Like, okay, I may, maybe not. Yeah, I understand you want to be better in November. But here's the thing. You can burn your season in October. And that's a good point. If you do the things in October to then build yourself up to being a better team in November. And all of the tendencies that need to be apparent in, in November have to be formed in October. Mm-hmm. They have to be formed in September. Matter of fact, they should have been formed in August. And if they had been, you don't fall in the situation you did at the end of August. So growth in this thing is, is important. Evaluating is important. When we use the term development, it is not just long d- development. Yeah. It is game-by-game game development. Being able to change, taking your, your number seven wide receiver, putting him in a start lineup, and then getting production from him. Now, the one catch is a great thing. You don't want to go then on punt return and get a penalty. Yeah. But that's okay, too, because it's a coachable, teachable, learnable moment. And that's what's happened. To me, that sort of development over the course of time is way more important than long game. Because long game is the result of culture and demand and repetitive success, repetitive production, repetitive teaching. That doesn't always happen. It's happening now because you can see there were three receivers out there, four receivers out there, and a running back who was out there that you were not counting on in, in, in August. You weren't counting on today's production from those young young people, and you got it, so job well done. Uh, once again, 402-464-5685, the phone number to call and text here. As Once again, DP and myself will be here up until about 7.30 or so before we hand off the baton to Jake Bakoven and Austin Orman. Let's get an injury update from Matt Rule. Obviously, we know Billy Kemp uh, exited the game in the first half. He was in street clothes on the sideline. Ethan Piper was banged up. Ben Scott got banged up towards the end of the game. A couple guys uh, certainly had some injuries and had to leave the game. Here's an injury update from Matt Rule post game. Billy sounded like maybe it was an MCL. Um, you know, obviously they haven't done any uh, stuff. You know, they let him stay on the sidelines, which is usually a good sign that we'll get him back at some point. Um, again, you know, kind of this week, I think Sam asked me, you know, do you have to get the ball to Billy? And we had so much. I can't tell you how much stuff we had set up for Billy. So that really was, that was jarring, you know, just to have that happen. Uh, Pipe seemed like it maybe was a little bit worse. So I'm, I'm going to wait and see what that is. Um, uh, he seemed like he was in pain. And I hate it for him. He's the, you know, the heart and soul of our team. So, um, and then Tommy, Tommy was an ankle right before the half. Came out of the half, tested it. Just didn't, just didn't feel like he could go. So we had to, we had to sit him for the second half. Again, development. Yeah. Right. That that if we we see you, bro. We, <laughs> we, have to, we got some pictures going we on here. Some, we got some fan cam work happening. They're shooting it live, bro. Yeah, bro. Appreciate there you. There it is. Yeah. Through all of it, it's the v- development thing that. You can't tell me next man up is a thing that you say yeah. and a thing that you work and operate on if you can't show it to me when you need to. And that's what happened today. Like we got you got to see the backups, those guys who go through the practices, go through the drills, go through the film study, go through the meetings and then find a way when they're called upon to do basic things well. Like you're not you mm-hmm. I, I, we don't need for them to do to do things that they have 
Simply get out there, make blocks, make tackles, understand the, the, the play calls. I'm, I'm glad that Matt Rule touched on this. He He's discussed, or he got asked post-game, I should say, about Nebraska being a defense first team. This goes right hand-in-hand hand with uh, exactly what we were just talking about about five minutes ago. Here's what Matt Rule had to say. Yeah, I don't. I, 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 maybe say this, I, I just I don't say that we're respectfully. I don't say that we're defense first. I want our defense to understand we're a defensive football team. That, that doesn't mean the offense takes a back seat to it. It just means that I expect that our defense is going to go win games when they have a chance to win games. And um, there's not a lot of teams in football. There's a lot of high flying spread teams that their defenses aren't very good, and everyone complains about the D coordinator. There's a lot of defensive teams. Like I was I was watching Penn State, Ohio State in the locker room getting ready to go out there, and it was like 10-6 at the half. You know, so, um, you know, there's, there's only a few teams that are really good at both. A couple of years ago, Clemson was in the top 10 at both. And that's really because it's how you practice, how you do things. And we're working towards that. Um, but, but it's not defense first. It's just that I want our guys on defense to understand it does not matter what happens on offense. Go play. Like, you know, the ball was inside our 25 three times. They came away with three field goals. Uh, four, four times they came away with three field goals. But yet, and Tristan Alvano goes out there and, you know, you talk about something big for our team. What was it 47-yarder? Into the wind? It was into the wind, yes. That was the wind this way. So, you know, there's a lot of bright spots there that I see. That, uh, But I just want to make sure our guys on defense know, like, hey, if we have one more point than them at half, the game should be over. And that's that's that's, that's what the black shirts stand for, isn't it? So we're just trying to bring that back. Hmm. A, a, a lot of depth. I, I mean, yeah. Right? <laughs> there, 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 there's several different corners to go into. Yeah. If you say you're a defensive team, you're a defensive team. You, you didn't say we're both. You said we're a defensive team. So yeah. – I, I like the fact that you you at least push somebody to the forefront for accountability's sake. Yeah. But putting somebody in front for me to say that hey this is a Nick's station Nick Sandert station. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm telling everybody else yeah. you got a standard hey. to meet. Yeah. Like you can't you, it can't be both ways. I get what he's what he was trying to say that yeah. we're gonna play and work from this space. That's a post-game meal right there. Yeah, yeah. That's it looked like he was kind of rubbing pizza. it in our yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he didn't offer nice. to share it. Yeah, he just kept uh, walking on by, taking a bite. Um, old Dad, 34, if you want to stay on the text line, chill. Mm. How about that? Let's uh, <laughs> let's go to the Honda Lincoln hotline where we have Chris on the line. Chris, appreciate you hanging on, man. What's on your mind this evening? Yes, uh, uh, we're just so fortunate uh I mean, the Big Ten should really only have three teams make a bowl game. Maybe only two. I'm not sure. I mean, Penn State, that was a wretched performance today. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, any other conference we're in and we play like that, man, we're, we're toast. Northwestern's hey. a bad team. That is just awful football. Yeah. Um, FCS level at best. You know, they, outgained, they got outgained by Howard, and they outgained us. Um, you know, so... Hopefully, you know, at least the, the, the only thing I really take away that was good in this game whatsoever was that we had a 50-yard-plus field goal. 47. So maybe the yep. special uh, – oh, okay. 40, so maybe the, special, yeah. maybe the special teams, which had regressed after progressing last year and had regressed this year, maybe they're coming back around. But that's just some horrible, horrible football. And we're winning. That's good, but we're just playing such a bad. I mean, Minnesota Iowa didn't even have 400 yards of offense. Yeah. In their game, they're just two horrible teams, Minnesota and Iowa. You can't put up 
300 yards of offense against Minnesota, a bad Minnesota team this year. You're just not good. And Illinois and Wisconsin, that was a horrible game. Um, you know, and Illinois beat Maryland because thought Maryland was maybe a decent team. Well, I, I think, Chris, we, we appreciate the phone call. Um, what, what I would say here, I think he, I think he watched some horrible football. Today. Yeah, I, I think so too. <laughs> um, <laughs> how about, how about this statistic? <laughs> Nebraska has their first winning record in 1,455 days. Take the win, right? You for, just take for, the win for the right? first, for the first time in 1,455 days. That's a lot of days. Nebraska, Nebraska has their first winning record. And what I would say to Chris, Nebraska can't can't control who they play. They can't control right now everything else about the Big Ten West division, right? Is the Big Ten West bad? Certainly. They are, right? But I also think that you just play who you play, and if you're playing in a bowl game or if Nebraska ever gets to the point where they're playing in a truly meaningful game in in early January or late December, nobody's going to be saying, oh, well, they had a close game against Northwestern. Because it's going to be a win on their it's record. It's a wins and loss column. That's it is. A, that's, it's literally, it's in the name. It is. It's it a is. wins and loss column. How you win, there's no pretty yeah. points. No. There's no ugly points, ugly deductions. None of that is in play. Was, was, it, was today sometimes hard to watch? Absolutely. Was, was it tough well, to watch at times? You it wasn't good football. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, but you can't, I, I want to be careful about this because, DP, we've talked about for the last 25 minutes about what the type of performance it was on the defensive side. It's it's doing a discredit to be lazy in your in your assessment. And that's what I want Husker fans to be careful with. Don't be lazy and say Nebraska played a bad football game today because there were spots. There were some really good I, things I, that happened today. I don't today. even I like I'm as a if you're you're a former football player, former fan, current fan, whatever. Feel mm-hmm. how you feel. You're entitled to feel how you feel about it. Like if you watched the game and thought, "Meh, I wasn't entertained," yeah. or "I wasn't amused," or "I wasn't impressed," all of that's fine. But in the end, in the 24 hours of the game, celebrate the win, and then you get into coaching, reassessing mm-hmm. uh, fan preferences, what you want from it, what you want to receive <laughs> from it. And the reality is this. Nebraska, again, Nebraska fans, are you happy? Text line, here, here you go. Are you happy with being four and three? I don't need a full, I don't need it's, a description. It's not happy with how they won. I, I don't need a description yeah. of, are you happy with Nebraska being four and three? And that's having, what I want. That's right. And th- that's the question. Mm-hmm. It, I, it doesn't require that you go into great detail about, you know what, Harburg, did yeah. this. No, I ask. I can be simple and direct in it because Nebraska fans who struggle, who have struggled yeah. with wins and losses, now have a winning team. Yeah, Have a winning team. You're four yeah. and three. Are you happy with being four and three? Now, you can say, no, because I'd rather be five and two. That's fair, too. But uh, again, how simple this is. Are you happy with mm-hmm. Nebraska being four and three? That's like, we're, we're, text line, this is get it. 
And here's the other part. This is what I know about our text line. This is what I love about the text line, as a matter of fact, that you can lay this out as simply as we can name it, right? Yeah. Look at the Malachi fans out there. There you go. There we go. Um, some of the texts do not understand the question. Mm -hmm. Right? <laughs> Yeah. Nick, read this text. Read some. I think read the ones let's, who didn't. Okay. This let's was see. Eight. Let's see. So, so here, Nick, you're 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 an academic. Like you're a graduate. You're <laughs> yeah. a college graduate. I, officially, you're yeah. a college graduate. Yep. Okay. So if the teacher says yes or no question, <laughs> yeah, are you happy with Nebraska being four and three? Mm -hmm. Nick, what are some of the responses we got? We got okay. So I mean, all of them. We'll just go down the list. <laughs> Yes, yes, I'm happy that Nebraska is four and three. Happy with the win. Celebrate the Illinois State Championship. Um, I'm very happy with four and three, two games away from a bowl. <laughs> Willie says, "Bleep yeah, I'm happy." Willie, yes, thank yes, you, Willie. Yeah, I know. Yes, thank four you, and Willie. three. Four and three is a sigh of relief. Uh, our defense is legit. Yes, happy, happy. Uh, keep building. Extremely happy. Yes. Oh. Extremely happy. Yeah, I'd say I'm happy. I'm happy. We can win at least three more. And they like, all said happy. This is like here's what I know. There are houses all over the country that have that sport Husker flags and other that quite frankly, the conversation yes! is that yes, sorry. Somebody texted in all caps. I had to say yes. And then we got somebody that said yes, 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 yes. Thank you. For understanding the mission. <laughs> yeah. For accepting the mission. All right, let's hey. go to break. We'll come back. One more segment, then we'll hand it over to, to Austin and Bach. Jay Foreman Post Game Show. Sponsored by Tanner's Bar and Grill, Vinny Kreekak, Elway Power Sports of Lincoln, and Action Plumbing, Heating, AC, and Electrical. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Because you lost earlier in the year. You, 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 you know, it's not real popular to say nowadays, but you know, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to, you know, build a big building, you got to dig a foundation. You know, as I said, I saw a lot of teams last week that were super awesome early, and they're yelling at each other on the sidelines. We went through adversity, and the players got to see that the coaches don't change. The coaches got to see that the players keep coming in each week. The players got to see that we battled each other. Doesn't mean I wanted to lose those games. <laughs> it just means that um, you know, you talk to some of the players, you know, that one that were on the national championship team. They talk about after. You know, losing to Florida State the year before, and you know Ed Stewart saying, "Hey, this you know we can't ever let this happen again." Like you know, going through tough times, you know, tough times create strong men, and we have a, we have a group of strong men there. And the guys on defense, you know, you know, I've challenged them over and over again. What are you going to do if things don't start off well early? And they answered that call for me today, so I'm good with them. He's pr he's proven. He said, yeah. he said, this is we're going to find out who huh. we are. What about the quote? If you want to build a bi build a big building, you have to dig a foundation. We always start with that, mm -hmm. and that's usually conditioning. That's usually uh, identifying skills and talent. That's usually getting the verbiage down that mm -hmm. you're going to use on a regular basis. Those are the foundational things in in football. Is one, am I in shape? Because, like they say, fatigue, fatigue 
makes cowards of us all. And a big thing for Matt Rule and his coaching staff was to get people in shape and the kind of shape that they need them in to play at the pace that they want to play in. Yeah. That's foundational. And then getting the same verbiage, the things that one of us, okay, that's a foundational yeah. thing. That's that's a building block. Then next man up, that's another building block. But you have to have the foundations there in order to get it done. There's a lot of stuff in place. Bing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, well, that's always funny to me. Yeah, there you go. That's always funny to me. Um, but yeah, those are the look. I don't have much Matt Rule doubt mm-hmm. about who he, him being who he says he is on a consistent basis. What we look for is the support. The support are his ones and twos behind him being who Matt Rule says he is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's tough to do. That's tough to do. I'm proud of the young men on this football team because having talked to them in this thing, just imagine having your world rocked. New coach, and then another new coach, then another new coach, and other new coaches, new yeah. rules, new standards, uh, new verbiage. Uh, new expectation, same fans with the same expectation mm-hmm. and holding you accountable. And you're like, well, there's some stuff I don't control. Matt Rule has given them workable foundation, solid foundation. Yeah. Now, it still doesn't mean that it ends the way that everybody wants it to. But at least in taking the steps forward, you know what you're working with. Yeah. But we understand. Oh, okay. Listen. This is this is a defense first team. We understand that now. Mm-hmm. This is a running team. We understand that now. Yeah. We know which running plays when we see them develop down in distance. We're starting to get some identity. Oh, here's Nick Sanders mid game. Listen, quarterback draw off 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 a pass yeah. uh, right pass com pass route combination. Harburg's going to pull it down and run. Why? Because we've seen it. He identifies it. We identify it. Probably means the coaches identify it. And then we're not surprised by it. That's where we are in this thing. Seven games deep. And look, I'm not going to look at Purdue yet. I'm simply going to celebrate today and say, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled for Harburg to find a way. I'm thrilled for Malachi Coleman. Uh, I'm thrilled 100% for for Emmett and watch Emmett grow. Yeah. Right? Because if we said three months ago that Emmett is going to give you 16 for 72, yeah. oh, boy. Malachi catches You're a, a, a 40-plus-yard touchdown. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Like, we hope. And, oh, and by the way, it wasn't doing during scrub time. Yeah. It wasn't in a blowout. This was a meaningful play, and these were meaningful yards. I think it's interesting because you look at the way like Emmett Johnson's season has gone here, right? Um, you want to talk about a guy taking advantage of a, of a situation, of, a, of an unfortunate situation in the running back room as a whole, but now here he is through all the struggles and maybe the lack of being able to hold on to the ball from Anthony Grant has now, he opened up the door, for a guy like Emmett Johnson through the injuries and through the turnover issues. Emmett Johnson utilizes a bye week 
And here we are out of the bye week, and Emmett Johnson's announced on the, on the scoreboard as the starting running back. And we all had the same reaction. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. Because oh, we didn't know. But once again, and, and this is how we opened up the, the, the post game just a little over an hour and a half ago. Mm. It was this whole, if you would have told us that Nebraska's running backs, any of them, whether that's Anthony Grant, whether it's Gabe Irvin, whether it's Ramir Johnson coming back from injury uh, in a year and a half before he's supposed to, whatever the situation is, if one of Nebraska's running backs leads this team in rushing in a single game, and it has more yards on the ground than the quarterback, mm-hmm. when we know how much the staff relies and has to rely on the quarterback run game, I think there'd be some surprise. Especially now that the Big Ten Conference defensive coordinators know mm-hmm. what it is that you do well. They didn't know. Yeah. Minnesota didn't know what to expect. And there was still some just curiosity with Heinrich Harburg, I think, throughout well, like even Illinois. We, like we don't know. There's still things we don't oh, know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and 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 again, I repeat my mantra: whether it's as a coach, or as a broadcaster, if you want to know the state of affairs, you'll know by how many questions you still have about it. Mm-hmm. We have more questions now. We got more answers to some questions we didn't have today. We got more information today. But somebody on the text line asked the question: Can you fix? Is it possible to fix Harburg's throwing? Um, his throwing motion. You can fix anything. Yeah. You can fix anything. Uh, do you? When do you fix it? Do you fix it in season? Is that an in season fix? Is that a postseason fix? <laughs> Listen, you can fix it. Mm-hmm. He may not want to fix it. Yeah. Because there are people to talk. I mean, think of it. We can we can name fifteen starting quarterbacks in the NFL who people didn't particularly particularly love their throwing motion. Yeah. Right? And pro bowlers, Super Bowl champions. So let's not do that. Try to figure out within what you have how to get Harburg clean windows to throw to. Yes, he makes it complicated sometimes because he gets <laughs> off balance he wants to yeah. dip and throw, which can end up in the backside of <laughs> – of alignment or Nick as a catcher, if you throw under your rotation, yeah. it'll rise. It, it shows up else. into it shows up in two interceptions today. Yeah. Right? That if you follow your form, mm-hmm. those those things hit a hit a receiver right in the numbers. If you don't and you get away from your mechanics, that thing's gonna run on you. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. I think also if you look if you look at Nebraska's receivers, right? And I, I wanna encourage Husker fans to go back throughout, I mean, the first seven games, honestly, and this is even back to Jeff Sims. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding the situation that Nebraska's receivers sometimes put their quarterbacks in throwing the ball, uh, some of Jeff Sims' passes probably should have been hold, uh, probably should have been caught, mm-hmm. but they went through the hands and they get tipped and they get picked. That's what happened on the second interception today for Heinrich Harburg. It went through the hands of, I believe, either Thomas Fedoni or Nate Borkature, and it should have been caught. Was it the perfect perfect thrown ball? No, but you're not going to have a perfectly thrown ball every single time. At some point, a quarterback needs his receivers to step up. And and was the first interception pretty? Absolutely not. It was ugly. It was thrown behind, well behind Thomas Fedoni. And did you know Heinrich Harburg mace a wide open Nate Borgature up the sideline? Yes, he did. But I I was thoroughly you know for the most part impressed with how Heinrich Harburg responded in some instances today. 
Did he have glowing and 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 exceptional passing statistics? No. Is any Nebraska quarterback in this offense with the pieces they have going to have these exceptional passing statistics? Probably not. Yeah. Figure out a way to win dirty. Figure out a way to win nasty. Chris called it. He watched a lot of bad football. Nebraska might have Chris to win. Chris was about that life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Nebraska is going to have to win going forward, especially in the games against the Big Ten West opponents. And I guarantee you it's going to be a similar situation next Saturday when a similar Purdue type of team comes into Memorial Stadium. There's a very good chance that Nebraska finds themselves in a 17-9 finish. And that's just the way it's going to have to be. Uh, 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 just to say, and just as a point of reference, if Nebraska left Dublin or Ireland last year mm-hmm. with a 17-9 win, different, the staff looked different, the roster yeah, looks yeah, different. Yeah. Like the whole community would have been different last year. Yeah. If they left Minneapolis with a 17-9 win in a game that could have slept away, previous teams and previous versions of this team on that final drive today, mm-hmm. that doesn't end in an interception. That's a touchdown and then a two-point conversion where we're chewing at our, yeah. our fingernails again. If it's even and then at it that goes point. In, and then it goes into overtime, yeah. and then we find a way to screw it up. If it's even at that point, because likelihood is that your defense isn't forcing them three field goals earlier in the game. Right, that, that, that all of it. Yeah. Like, you don't have the numbers across the board that Nebraska had defensively. There are some notes, uh, some stats from the notes that make great sense. Um, Nebraska improves to 10-7 and seven over Northwestern, right? Yeah. Uh, they're 6-3 and three in Lincoln. That's a great deal. Uh, of course, this was the uh, 592nd all-time um, game in the 100-year history of Memorial Stadium. Um some of the Hutmakers, two and a half sacks, including one and a half in the first half. Again, career numbers for him. It's a big thing. Isaac uh, Gifford finished with seven tackles, uh, plus half a sack, tackle for loss, marking his fourth consecutive game with at least seven tackles. There are some numbers that jump I, out. I was just going to say, how about this statistic here? Nebraska limited Northwestern to nine points after holding Illinois to seven in their last game. So 16 points combined, obviously, in the last two games. Uh, the the Huskers have held back-to-back conference opponents to single-digit points for the first time since November of 2010. And I think if we would have asked Husker fans prior to this year what was the best you know two, three-year stint of Nebraska defense, it's that 2009-2010 season. The games that they're beating the Oklahoma Sooners 10-3 to and the biggest play that set you up for a touchdown in that game in 2010 was a Prince of Mukamara uh, interception to take you inside the five, right? So once again, the first time that the Huskers have held back-to-back conference opponents to single-digit points for the first time since November of 2010 when Nebraska limited Kansas to three points and then allowed only nine points the next week at Texas A&M. Fun fact, I believe that Texas A&M game was the Nebraska loss. They lost that game nine to six uh, on the road in College Station. But nonetheless, the point still stands. I mean, Nebraska's defense is doing some extraordinary things this season. I, again, I will I will bask in watching the picture window at 11th and 0 yeah. and watching Husker fans on a Saturday night happy. Happy. The, the beer will taste better. The pizza will taste better. The wings will be, yeah. be- cooked better. Uh, the kisses feel better. The hugs are better. The smiles are bigger. 
Uh, the coffee will be better tomorrow. NFL will be far more pleasant to to, to turn on. The hangovers get, will be harder. Right, the, the, the hangovers. Listen, <laughs> they'll be we, more intense. We can we, na- we can name four four <laughs> yeah, people yeah. who walk through here hey, today. That that green that green uh, light pole is taking some shots. That's that, the, that like, green light pole like, has been Brendan Sullivan versus Nash Hutmaker and Cameron Lenhart right now. This is spectacular. <laughs> like we have to give that pole a name. <laughs> yeah, because that yeah, pole is yeah. knocking out that. That pole has a body count. <laughs> the pole, in, yeah. front, the pole yeah. in front of the, the, the ticket window has a body count. Mm-hmm. And we need to, we need, especially for Saturday nights, we need to, we need to take, <laughs> like, we need to have a counter and we just, we yeah. just roll it. Yeah. Like, we'll just roll it. There's so much of it that a big part of wanting to be down here was the vibe. Because mm-hmm. we don't. We've never been able to enjoy. Yeah, you don't really get that in the basement. We <laughs> in the dungeon. In the dungeon. In the dungeon. Yeah, I wanted to be a little more respectful <laughs> about it, but yeah, the, the dungeon, the dungeon with no windows. Right, like we couldn't see. <laughs> you know, interesting. And we parts. didn't know the vibe. And then I'm here's the other yeah. thing. I'm actually, I'm actually getting excited. So the pregame was fabulous. Oh yeah, right. So fun. But then to imagine, like basketball season, mm-hmm. that. We'll be at PBA. We can yeah. just come back, and it's a vibe. Yeah. It's a vibe. Um, I will say this. Somebody asked in the text line whether we would have a volleyball postgame show tonight. Yes. Yeah. Rico's going to call in. There you uh, go. Austin and Bach are, are, are going to be here. Um, that will 100% mm-hmm. be a, uh, a recap and a revisit to all of that. So, how, how about this? A little bit of Husker volleyball update before we go ahead and get out of here. Yeah, DP. bro. Yeah, bro. Nebraska leads Wisconsin in the first set ten to six. They led at one point nine to three, by the way. Okay. Um, but they they lead in the first set ten to six. They're holding Wisconsin through the first sixteen points. Who is Wisconsin has one of the best offenses in in the entire country. Yep. To a negative point one three zero hitting percentage. Nebraska probably has the best defense. In the entire country. Now, hey, both, hey, both teams at 18. Handshake emoji between the, right. the volleyball defense and the Nebraska, def- Nebraska right. football defense. To show what it is. Look, they did their job. Yeah. Um, and they and, and they sent some vibe into the building. The crowd feels that. It transfers. Um, it's 11-7 uh, Huskers there uh, currently. Um, and a big part of it. So, yes, Rico's there representing yeah. the ticket. Yeah. Uh, I actually had my my credential on in case I decided to. I know my, the mine flipped over too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know whether I was going to do that or not, but I think I'm just going to hang out here and 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 one kind of bask in the window that yeah. is, um, and then two watch the pole. So, oh, like look, the pole is just snatching bodies, man. <laughs> People are just walking by. Like it is close. It is Stan Hansen. I didn't think the pole. I didn't think the pole could move. Oh, that pole is is a, is a beast. Yeah. Um, just to watch all of that. Uh, but Austin and Bach will carry you through all the way until nine o'clock. They may yeah. go longer depending on how the volleyball plays sure, yeah, play, plays sure. out. Um, and then there's some late Big Ten scores. We can go through and give a quick recap of of uh, like a scoreboard. Yeah. So let's take a break. And then we'll do a quick recap, and then we'll give them a full like 25 minutes. Yeah. In their first first segment uh, at 7:30. All right, so once again, let's go ahead and take a break. Huge thanks to our sponsors: Tanner's Bar and Grill, Vinnie Kreekak of State Farm Insurance, Elway Power Sports of Lincoln. And action, plumbing, heating, AC, and electrical. It's the post game show. Nebraska four and three, baby. 
17-9 victory over Northwestern as they send the Wildcats home sad. So let's go ahead and take a break. We'll uh, recap some Big Ten scores coming up after this. Jake Foreman postgame show. Sponsored by Tanner's Bar and Grill, Vinny Kreekak, Elway Power Sports of Lincoln, and Action Plumbing, Heating, AC, and Electrical. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. <laughs> We're back here. The, on the Nick Sainted uh, Fan Club. Yeah, we are the Nick Sainted Fan Club is in the building. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, they just—they can't resist. I'm gonna have to. They can't we'll resist. See what tell your there girlfriend is. apologize. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tell your girlfriend you apologize uh, in advance. Yeah. <laughs> so once again, uh, on top of the Nebraska <laughs> 17 to nine victory, here's some scores from across the country. Uh, Minnesota goes on the road and beats number 24 Iowa 12 to 10. Uh, Wisconsin puts an 18 point fourth quarter together to win 25 to 21 against the Illinois Fighting Illini. In the SEC, Alabama wins at home 34-20 over Tennessee. Missouri, who is ranked 20th and now 7-1 under Elijah Drinkwitz, the former Appalachian State head coach, beats South Carolina 34-12. And uh, in the Big Ten, or excuse me, Big 12, Oklahoma was able to stave off UCF in a late two-point conversion attempt to hold on at home 31-29 against Dylan Gabriel's old team, the UCF Golden Knights. Currently, the Huskers volleyball team is up 17-12. All right. In the first uh, set. On serve, on serve, on serve as well. A couple of things to point out that uh, there's a good one in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Uh, Utah and USC, they're tied at seven. Uh, a couple of good ones in the ACC. North Carolina up 17-14 uh, over UVA. Uh, Duke is leading Florida State. Yeah. In Tallahassee, ten to seven, w- without Riley Leonard, by the way. Right, Michigan is putting it on Michigan State. Michigan State shouldn't have picked on them. Um, mm-hmm. LSU. I don't know why Army is on LSU's schedule, but they are. Yeah. And uh, LSU down in Baton Rouge is putting it on Army twenty-one to nothing. Auburn and Ole Miss uh, tied at fourteen currently. Um, this is this is an interesting time, right? Yeah. That that. You start to identify who's who, sir. Yeah, for paying sure. attention, paying attention, paying attention. That uh, college football isn't having a great year. Mm-hmm. We still don't know how this plays out because I don't think anybody really knows mm-hmm. who's going to win the national championship. We don't know no. who the like. If I if we ask people who the four teams were that were going to end up in the in the in the bowl, I'm not sure we could. Guess correctly. We could guess correctly. I, I absolutely agree. So, uh, so that'll do it for myself and DP here on the post-game show. Nebraska wins 17-9. to Don't go anywhere, though. We're going to keep the stream rolling. We're going to keep the, the content and the post-game reaction uh, rolling as well right here on the ticket as we'll hand it off to Austin Norman and Jake Bachoven. Don't go anywhere. They'll obviously keep you updated on the Husker volleyball match. And uh, Rico will call in with some post-game thoughts, and I'm sure... Uh, we'll find our way back to doing a little bit of a Wisconsin, uh, or excuse me, yeah, Wisconsin Nebraska volleyball match post game reaction uh, coming up whenever that match finalizes. So once again, Nebraska wins seventeen to nine. Huge thanks to the sponsors: Tanner's Bar and Grill, Vinnie Creekack, and State Farm Insurance, Elway Power Sports of Lincoln, and Action Plumbing, Heating, AC, and Electrical. DP, appreciate you hanging out with me, kind sir. Gotcha. Let's uh, let's hand it over. Austin Norman and Jake Bachoven coming up right after this on 93.7 The Ticket.